When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back out to hear from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos also, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, and of course, the entire cast at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network at HoopHeadsPod.com. It is sincerely appreciated. Disappointing effort. That's all I can say. The Lakers, unfortunately, did not come out with any intensity. And of course, some injuries are also getting the team down with KCP being out of the game. And of course, the nagging knee injury that is now troubling Anthony Davis who came into the game with a sprained knee, things happened worse for him because he once again hurt the groin that he had hurt late in the season. He heard it going in for a layup late in the second quarter and did not return. He's right now listed questionable day-to-day for game five, so we'll see what happens for him. But once again, he's listed as day-to-day questionable with a groin strain. Good news for the Lakers, the MRI came back negative on something more substantial or more serious so hopefully he can be able to gut it out and suit up for game five and everyone else did not chip in the way they needed to and the lakers at home unfortunately just could not get it done and they lose 192 being down substantially most of the game and it wasn't even close in the second half after a very tightly contested first half it actually saw the lakers leading a great portion of it but unfortunately, they didn't get it done. But here today to talk about the game, and everybody's lining up on the chat board already. Felix, well, what can you do? Unfortunately, we'll get him next time. But it is a good man indeed to start off the conversation today. You got to catch with his great comments today at Lakerholics.com. It is L Rob and L Rob. Uh, great to have you here. But unfortunately, the Lakers, it just didn't seem like it was their day today. Hey, Gerald. Great to be here. I think it started off okay, but yes, you're right. It went kind of downhill pretty quickly there in the second half when you score 15 points. Lakers never could get any offense. Dennis wasn't aggressive enough. AD shot wasn't falling. Drummond didn't give us anything. Uh, That's three-fifths of your starting five. So 
They waited too late to really bring energy. Phoenix entire game plan is predicated on pushing the ball and trying to get some some uh, early opportunities take advantage of Aiden's superior athleticism over our centers. And even if he doesn't score, he creates opportunities for other guys by filling that lane real quick. And then Phoenix probably scored six or seven points in the game strictly on just beating us down the court. Kuzma goes to the basket, he scores, but he, you know, falls down or he doesn't score and he falls down. AD's LeBron in the backcourt complaining. You can't do that. You got to get back on defense and make them score and earn their baskets. Phoenix just got more easier baskets than the Lakers, whether it was running the pick and roll with Payne or and uh, CP3, or whether it was getting out in the breaks. That was, that's the difference in the game. Also, KCP is still out with that leg injury as well, so we'll see what happens there. But also here today to talk about today's game is a good man indeed. you got to check out all the things he does for Lakerholics.com. It is Sean Grice, a.k.a. the Magic Man. I know Phoenix was given a big boost today, and I think that, to me, was the biggest difference of all is that Chris Paul came back into the lineup, played a full game, and closed it out. Uh, absolutely, Gerald. Chris played his best game of the series. He was uh, very talkative as well. Look, here, here's, the, uh, here's the deal. And I hope a, a lot of fans, if not all fans, kind of understand this perspective. So since we're in the playoffs, some can play hurt, some can't. If you're injured... We just have to deal with the fact that right now LeBron and AD are playing somewhere between sore and injured. And it sounds like AD injured himself, Gerald. And we're just going to have to wait and see. Hopefully some rest will resolve this issue. But this is uh, an issue with a few players. And, you know, AD is just prone to soft tissue injuries, man. It's just it's the nature of the way he plays the game. He's just prone to it, whether it's quad, whether it's a knee, whether it's a shoulder, whether it's his, you know, obliques at times. You know, he's just, any little thing affects his game. And we can see there, there's a big valley when he's gone at the four. Phoenix doesn't really have a true power forward. They have fives or they have, you know, three and a half. They don't really have a true four. So the advantage was to the Lakers to exploit that. Without AD, it's difficult because unless you're playing Montrezl Harrell, the Lakers uh, conversely don't have a true four either that can that can kind of go up against Phoenix's, you know, longer wings. So it's going to be interesting going forward. We're going to have to see how hurt Anthony is because he is hurt. Yeah, he, he really is hurt. It looks like it. And uh, it's unfortunate, but you know what? Same thing went on Phoenix side because they'll say the same thing about Chris Paul and how hurt he was with his shoulder, but he looked a lot better today. So we're going to have to gear up for the next game, game five, before we decide exactly how the series is going to run. I think, I think the winner of game five might take it. L Rob and I, I know you and I said that game six, I think as far as that's concerned, I know we called in six games. I think Magic Man, you did as well. I think we thought it was going to be a tough series, but I think game five is going to be the determinator on exactly who wins the series, in my opinion, because that's statistically what bears out. I think over 70% of the time, game five winner does win the series, so makes it very hard. But glad to have V back. Felix is back. 
everybody once again the lakers unfortunately fall in los angeles 192 to the phoenix suns a very trying game but l rob i know that again it's still tied going back to phoenix so we're all even up so it's the best of three series at this point so we're going to go ahead and see what we can do to take command back in the series and if that's the case and they can win once again on the floor in phoenix because that obviously doesn't intimidate the lakers being on their home floor what do they need to do to get right and get back into better focus. I mean, we talked about it on the last time we were on, was that the focus, when the Lakers had that focus, there was no stopping them in that third quarter. When they took their foot off the gas and started playing around, you saw what happened, and that lead shrunk up on the last game. This game, you saw as soon as they came out of half, they didn't have it, they didn't have the focus, and you saw clearly that Phoenix put their pedal to the metal and really let it out. So I want to hear your thoughts on what they need to do to regain that focus and, and that mental edge for game five. Yeah, I think knowing AD status, let's say he doesn't play game five, and knowing that from the beginning, they'll come out with more urgency. I thought him not being in, out there in the third quarter gave Phoenix a little confidence boost, gave him a little swagger when you can look out there and not see, you know, the guy that's been dominating you out there. So you know, kudos for them taking advantage of it. But I just think the Lakers, um, they have to, Dennis has to realize he has an advantage. Looks like they put Booker on him for a good portion of the game today, at least in the first quarter. And they slid uh, CP3 off the ball onto Matthews. So if that's the case, Dennis, use your quickness and, and, and be aggressive. Make him play defense. I thought Dennis was very passive today coming out the gate and he settled too much so that's a two if you're gonna play drumming throw him the ball let him get a post up it does two things a you can potentially get Aiden in foul trouble and make him play some defense and then b drumming's gonna score 50 percent of the time down there if you throw him the ball occasionally and you'll get him more engaged in the game so in the first quarter you got to come out like that because you can't ride lebron and look for him to come out and score 40 you got to get other guys to step up if your offense is struggling, I think you got to go to THT. You know, he he he's uh, more of an offensive player, and he can give you the offense and create and get to the basket. He went with uh, McLemore today to kind of get some scoring. He hit a couple threes, but, you know, I think the trade-off, I'd rather have THT so I can break down the defense, put a little pressure on Phoenix. So just get back on defense, hustle, tighten up things. I don't agree with you. I don't, I don't think whoever wins game five, well, I think if the Lakers win game five, they're going to win. But I don't think if Phoenix win game five that I'm going to say they're going to win the series. Because I think the Lakers can still go into Phoenix and win game seven, you know, if, if AD is there and, and they got a full complement of players. And that's a big if right now, the status of AD going forward, because he only played 19 minutes today. And you can see clearly that his jump shot predicated off of his lift and he just wasn't getting the lift today. And But Magic Man, before we hit the – rest of the show and the rest of the NBA playoffs, because we don't want to dredge on too much on the Lakers losing. Hey, they lost. We'll get it going once again in game five. But before we head to the NBA playoffs and cover what's there, I want to hear your thoughts on what they need to do to regain their form in game five. Yeah, you know what, Gerald? I think Lee's on to something. I think just the, the offense needs shot in the arm. If AD is not 100% or he can't go and we get KCP back, I think if you substituted some minutes for THC instead of Kyle Kuma, that would at 
definitely provide us with a, a different look offensively because Kyle's absolutely providing nothing offensively. I credit what he's doing defensively. Most of the time, he's not losing his focus. His help defense is there. But offensively, he's just, I don't know, man. It's just so weird. It's its weird watching him play offense at this point. He's hesitant to shoot. He's hesitant to dribble drive. He's hesitant to go strong. It's, it's a strange dynamic with him out there. Yeah, it just seems like there's there's not the same Kyle Kuzma bravado that he had, at least in his first two years of the league, where he shot everything that he could see. And then now it's just like he, he is totally way off, and he's been almost a non-factor on the offense. Today was his biggest output at 11 points, but that's more than what he had scored in the previous three games combined, which should tell you about the futility he's had for the past series. But L Rob, I mean, we're going to go and get back. We'll get this back uh, when it comes back to game five, but we've got to make sure that we go ahead and have a healthy AD. But KCP, I know was a big out for us as well. I know we've talked about his struggles, but him on the defensive end, him not being there kind of hurt us as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's just another defender. When you, when you figure you have him, you have Caruso, and then you have Matthews. You have three guys who can harass uh, Booker. So you, you constantly got fresh bodies on him. So, yeah, you miss that. And then they have to respect him a little bit more in the starting lineup. And then they have to respect Matthews. So you have to – it gets a little more spacing with KCP out there. So he definitely, definitely um, was missed. And he's a little bit better at going to the basket and creating. So anytime you're missing a starter, you know, it wasn't talked about as much. But anytime you're missing a st- starter, it's – it's important, but they have a deep enough bench to sustain KCP being out and still being able to win. Hopefully he's back, though. Chris Paul had nine assists and zero turnovers. Yeah. You know, love LeBron, but how many turnovers did he have in the backcourt when, when we're busting out? And we're, I mean, about three, I think half of those were throwing outlet, lazy outlet passes or something in the backcourt where we, you know, look like we might have an advantage going down the court. So. Uh, if we are playing without AD, though, we really have to tighten up the screws. Him and Caruso were, were both careless with the ball. You got to just tighten up the screws and, and, and really come in focused. If, especially without AD, we have very little margin for error to beat this team, but we can still beat them. So Yeah, we should still beat them. I mean, we shot better from the three-point land. I mean, that was then they did. That's something that's a rarity for us. Whenever we have it like that, we should take advantage of it. But unfortunately, we didn't. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. I know you've been hearing about Manscaped on all those other programs and podcasts. Well, Manscaped and the Hoopheads Podcast Network are working together on something fantastic. And oh my goodness, have we got a deal for you. Manscaped.com has just released their wireless, waterproof, and rechargeable Lawnmower 4.0, which offers their trademark skin-safe replaceable blades that gets you the ultra-close shave exactly where you need it. Head on over to Manscaped.com and choose from the huge list of men's grooming and lifestyle products, including the ultra-popular Lawnmower 4.0 Body Groomer, and get 20% off at Manscaped plus free shipping with the promo code FASTBREAK at manscaped.com. That's right, just type in FASTBREAK, all one word at checkout, at manscaped, 
and get ready to start looking good this summer from your friends at Manscaped, the Hoopheads Podcast Network, and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Again, it's a loss, 100-92 to the Phoenix Suns. The series is now tied two games to two. We're headed back to Phoenix for game five, and we will be here Tuesday night to go ahead and cover it for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But before we head on out, and before we go ahead and make sure everybody has the rest of their weekend, but I want to go ahead and get everybody caught up as best we can on the NBA playoffs because it's been very interesting in many ways. But Magic Man, I'm going to start with you first as I bring it up here on the screen. We're going to start with the, for me, the most surprising playoff series, and that was Miami and Milwaukee with Milwaukee. Hear that sound? That was the sweep right there. That's the sweep. That's the sound of a broom sweeping by Giannis Antetokounmpo and also as well Drew Holiday just sweeping that away, sweeping the heat away onto the sand, onto the beach right there for you because they just, they flat out just killed them. Four games to nothing. The only game that was close was game one. I thought it was really surprising for a team that made the NBA Finals and essentially the same team outside of Kelly Olynyk. Really, when it comes to it, Kelly Olynyk was the only missing piece. Was he the Jay difference? Crowder. Jay, Jay Crowder. Crowder. Jay Crowder. No. Yeah. Were those two the difference? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Very good players in their own respect, but they weren't responsible for this. It just seems like a lot of their guys regressed. Other than Bam. Bam was the one who was asked to carry more on his shoulders. At times he struggled with that, but eventually he picked up his game. He can shoot it from anywhere to from 16 to 20 feet with confidence. That was pretty much the only thing missing out of Bam's offensive arsenal. Still productive defensively. Prince, a rookie, couldn't expect a lot from him in the limited time he got. I thought Kendrick was actually their best offensive player, Gerald, to be perfectly frank. I thought he was a little bit more consistent than Jimmy Butler. And that's an interesting decision to make this offseason because he is going to get a few offers, I would say. Who knows if he's going to explore free agency or not. But who knows what Miami's going to do this offseason because it looks like that was just a mirage we saw in the bubble. The bubble mirage. They're going to be doing a lot of second-guessing themselves on where it went all awry or if the team that went, like you said, in the bubble to the NBA Finals was a little bit overblown. And I think those questions are going to come about to Lakers. I mean, Don't be surprised if, because of the fact of today's result. You start hearing those whispers of, 
oh, maybe the Lakers team was overrated going the bubble. Maybe this or that. You're going to start hearing some of that because of what happened. Rest assured, that's what you're going to hear on Monday from these Monday morning quarterbacks and the pundits and the loudmouths and all that. You're going to hear that. It's going to take a game five victory, in my opinion, to shut a lot of people up. And Felix is saying they all have to rise up. Yes, they all have to rise up. But AD, I think, is critical to this team as far as being able to go ahead and come back in game five. But getting back to the Eastern Conference playoffs, I want to hear your thoughts, L. Rob, on this New York-Atlanta series. My goodness, it's been very tightly contested until today. Atlanta found some separation. It's been very ugly at times to watch in a way as far as the basketball is concerned because offensively they both have had their challenges. But today Atlanta in the second half pulled away and they could, with a win in New York, just really take it to the Knicks and finish them off. Just one thought on the Heat, Heat and Milwaukee series. I think they of course. rebounded them by 17 rebounds a game. So uh, Miami's got to make a decision. If they're going to play small with Bam, then they darn better be able to knock down some shots at a higher clip than they did in that series. Otherwise, they just they just don't have the physicality to match up with those top teams in the East. Yeah, um, but but getting back to the Atlanta, I, I actually picked the Knicks in seven, so I'm, I'm looking on shake. I'm on shaky ground right now. I knew Atlanta had more firepower and more weapons. I just thought that uh, with the first time, a lot of those guys being the big stage, it may be a bit much for them. And, and Tibbs' defense could keep muck up the game and keep it close. Trey Young has been sensational. He's been you know head and shoulders the best player in the series. Julius has really struggled. No one could see that coming. And they just clearly look, you know, a much better team, a lot more options to score the ball. And uh, the Knicks are really struggling to get anything going. You know, Derrick Rose is pretty much, if it's up to Derrick, he's got to create and do it. That's a lot to ask of a player like Derrick Rose to to kind of do everything and, and kind of score so much that's a little too much for him at this stage of his career although he's you know i give him credit the one game he busted out and played great but you can't expect him to kind of carry you and score 25 plus every night that's a bit much that is a bit much but right now they're headed back to new york hopefully the msg crowd will boost the knicks to have them come back because right now it's three games to one atlanta looking very confident heading into game five in new york Another series that looks to be just about over, Magic Man, is Philadelphia and Washington. Joel Embiid silencing the crowd, telling people to quiet. And he's been looking very good, looking like he is very irritated. He's not going to win the MVP. I want to hear your thoughts because this could very well be a sweep tomorrow when they play in Washington. I want to hear your thoughts on Philadelphia's chances going forward because we've talked about how well milwaukee has looked and they've looked very strong but philadelphia as the number one sleep as the number one seed looks like they're no slouch either no they're not a, a slouch by any means gerald and um i bet a laker a lot of laker fans right now are um creating that meme of uh, a picture of danny green in the uh the little picker case and pining for him to return because he's been playing fantastic basically all year for the Sixers in the role they've asked him to. He's had a few stretches where, you know, he's not uh, firing on all cylinders, but he's returned to form as playoff day green. Um, I think Philly just have, they, they just have a combo of just 
excellent offense and very good to excellent defense to Washington's, you know, times very good offense and oftentimes porous to got awful defense. You know, it's funny. Miami is a 1A. They go from the finals in the bubble to imploding in the first round. Philly does a 1A. Yeah, we'll get swept in the bubble. And now we're going to decide to get a sweep in the first round. It would be to their benefit if the Knicks won game five because that would extend the series and, and just give Philly and their vets a little bit more time to rest. So, I, I mean... I would say the Philly sweeps and they root for Knicks in game five. Looks like they're going to be doing just that because I think that series against Washington is all but over. I know with the injuries to Westbrook and also Bradley Beal, that's going to be tough for them to come back, especially when those are your two best players and both are hurting. Even if they are playing, they're not like we know in the Los Angeles, we know that's not going to be the same. It's going to be very hard for them to continue and it could very well be a sweep this time tomorrow. But there's also a little bit more action going on tonight as we go ahead and record this in the afternoon here. Brooklyn will meet Boston. Boston with a surprising victory. We thought this series was all but over. L. Rob, your thoughts? Can Boston make this an actual series? No. Tatum uh, gave him a 50-piece. <laughs> Be happy with your one win, and uh, you, you didn't get swept. You You competed. But I would be shocked if the Celtics won another game in this series. I think Brooklyn got a little wake-up call, like Harden alluded to. Maybe it's good to take an L to um, uh, get them a little fire up under them, which is not, a, you know, a good attitude to have if your goal is to win the championship. You shouldn't need a loss to get you fired up. But clearly, the Nets didn't bring it, and uh, and Boston is going to fight, you know. So give them credit, but they just don't have the firepower to keep up with the Nets. Nets will win today in Boston and come back home and close it out in Brooklyn. Especially if Kemba Walker is hurting, as was what's been also reported that Kemba Walker may be hurting, along with what we know already know that Jalen Brown is out. So yes, that could be a very troubling situation for Boston. And Brooklyn needs to win as fast as possible because Milwaukee's already won and they're in their bracket. So you know, Milwaukee's already waiting for the winner of this round. So Brooklyn better go ahead and get their, well, act together as soon as possible on that. Felix said, we did fight at the end. Yeah, we did fight at the end and came back as far as the Lakers game is concerned. But we need to see a little bit more of that. And they did win the fourth quarter, 27-19. They need to go ahead and make sure they don't have any lapses like they did in that third quarter. I think that's what it, what did it, Felix. So. Hopefully we can see a better four-quarter four effort from the Lakers on Tuesday. But before we head on out, guys, we're going to go ahead and hit the Western Conference. We'll go ahead and start off with the Clippers in Dallas. Two games to one Dallas has going into tonight's game against the Clippers. Luka is hurting. Also, seems to be the theme of the day. Hey, it's just playoffs. A lot of people getting hurt, Magic Man. But Luka is going to be shaky and questionable, but he is going to play. Is that going to affect Dallas's chances from getting a split in Dallas and going up three games to one? You know what, Gerald? I don't think it will in the sense that give, given the injury report and, and what we've been able to see, it, it doesn't look like it, it's going to prevent him from having an impact on the game. But I don't think the injury should preclude him from having an impact on the game. If you're Dallas... 
you know, it's kind of the narrative that the media has been driving home the past few days is that game three was the biggest game in the Clippers organizational history. Well, if, if we're moving forward here with Luca as your superstar, game four appears to be the most important in the Mavs because if they go up 3-1, I happen to agree with uh, a fantastic analyst, Tim Legler, who said that, look, the Clippers have the talent to win four out of five games. The problem they have is if they split in Dallas, they're now down 3-1, and you can't expect them to win three in a row against the Dallas team, Luka playing this fight. I, I mean, it's not realistic. To me, this is a really important game for Dallas, Gerald. And they came out guns a-blazing at the last game, and they, they let up a little bit. They took their foot off the gas. They took Luka away from the play, put him on the bench, and the Clippers just managed to fight and call scratch their way back into it. And Dallas caved in defensively in the fourth. So this is a huge game for Dallas. And probably given the Clippers your best shot. So... Do people really expect Dallas to win two out of three if two out of three are in L.A.? This is a huge game for Dallas. It is a huge game for Dallas if they go ahead and pull out the victory. So, and we'll re- keep on reporting for you when we come back on Tuesday. But, L. Rob, did you want to share any thoughts on this Dallas Clippers series, or did you want to head over to Utah-Memphis, which now looks like Utah is taking control? Yeah, no, no, I thought Ty Lue did a good job of uh, uh, substituting players out and giving man – uh, a lot of minutes in that game, and he brought a little more energy and aggressiveness to the game. And you know, and Morris hit some shots. So, get the Clippers credit. Porzingis got to play. You know, mm-hmm. you're too you're too talented. Clippers are switching, putting small guards on them. It's like catch it. You're right there at the at the dotted line. Catch it and just turn around and drill it. The game's not that complicated. So, um, I expect Dallas to make that adjustment. But if, if they just guard those other guys like they did the last game and make them, you know, shoot somewhere if they're average instead of letting, you know, them explode like they have been doing, then the Clippers should beat them. They have a better team. But Lucas, the wild card, you know, he could go off for 40, and then, you know, Hardaway is playing great, so give him credit. But I think he didn't make a shot, a two-point shot last game. I think he was like four for eight from three-point range, but like zero from eight from two-point range, which is probably one of the oddest box scores you want to see. Would love to see Dallas get an upset. You know, I felt the Clippers would still come back and win game three, and I feel the same way got game four, game four. Dallas, um, oddly enough, has a – I think their winning percentage the last couple of years is just as good on the road as it is for home. So they don't play – you know, it's not like they get a, a boost by playing on their home court. So that's interesting. I agree with you on Kristaps. Kristaps, in fact – Somebody remarked, I think, or somehow he caught it, but our good friend Rafael Barlow on Twitter mentioned that he had heard, or somebody phrased it, that Christoph Persingas and Jalen Brunson are about playing the same size. So mm-hmm. there's a 12-inch difference there, and it kind of it's it's not funny, and it's kind of funny all in the same way because if that's the case, Christoph is playing very soft, and he needs to go ahead and toughen up and play a little bit better. We need to see those, if you're a Dallas fan anyways, you need to see those 20-point, 10-rebound type games from him a little bit more effective. You're not going to get great things defensively from him, but you know he's 
he's there for a reason and he's there as a distraction and to go ahead and be able to hit from the outside. And when he's not giving you anything like he did in the previous game, there you go. But Felix, thank you so much for dropping by. Appreciate it so much. We will see you on Tuesday. Also as well, appreciate V Garcia for stopping by as well. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Magic Man, before we head on out, we've got Utah and Memphis. Utah taking control of this series two games to one with a definitive win in Memphis. Your thoughts on this series? Is it all but over? You know, I think it is. Man, just got to love job ja Morant's feistiness, though. That guy just, he plays it to the hilt. Doesn't matter if they're down 20 or up 20. He still plays the same intensity. One thing I love about him, Gerald, is He's a willing cutter and slasher when the ball's not in his hands. Like, he moves around when when he doesn't have the ball. He's, he's a willing passer. He's a willing teammate. He just has a will to win. Unfortunately, I think Memphis is just a little too young right now, a little green behind the gills. But looking at their team, man, it's, it's really exciting. And the future holds for them. You have Brandon Clark and... Jaron Jackson as your wings, you've got John Morant as your point guard, and you can build around that because that's a really nice core. Um, because what they do, I mean, they really missed uh, Boyan Bogdanovich last year in the playoffs. They really missed him. I, I think he might have been the difference in the Nugget series last year had he stayed healthy. I mean, we don't know, but... He's made a huge difference for them. They they're relying again on just their their ability to basketball play good team defense. So I think you know Utah wins game four and they they close it out game five at home. Last but not least is probably one of the best series, the most contested series, along with the Lakers and Phoenix, and that is Denver and Portland. Denver and Portland. That series is tied going back to Denver. Your thoughts on this, L. Rob? Norman Powell was such a great X factor for them. Played so well in yesterday's game. In fact, he took the place of Damian Lillard because Damian had an off game with only ten points, but he came up strong with twenty plus points. Played very well on both ends of the floor. Someone who, as I will mention again, I was hoping the Lakers would trade for at the trading deadline, but. Again, he came up big. In fact, I think he's been the X factor. As he goes, the team goes. And so, and yesterday, he went very well. And so the team goes back with a series tied. 
at two games and two. It is Denver looking to go ahead and take command once again in the series with a fifth game in Denver. But I don't think it's as easy as that because this series, to me, can go either which way. Yeah, I think this one definitely is going seven. But you're right. Uh, Powell is an excellent, excellent two-way player. He brings a lot of energy. He can knock down threes. He was four for four yesterday. So, yeah, but I think Nurkic is also the key. He's been in foul trouble in, in a couple of the losses, and he has played limited minutes. When he can stay on the court, they're a different team. They're just a much better team, much more competitive. And, you know, he can kind of at least present some type of challenge to Joker. So I like Lillard not, you know, having to hoist 30 shots. Feed those other guys. You can score, then, you know, Lillard. You can get yours. But, you know, you got you got Powell. You got McCullum. You got Nurk. You got, you know, these guys can score. They need to take some shots. Get them, get, get Nurk 15 shots. Get Powell 12 shots. You know, let McCollum do his thing. And, you know, Dan can get his, as you know, as evidenced by yesterday. He didn't need to score, but he had maybe 10 assists, and he played a, a decent game, even though he couldn't make a shot. So I think that probably is the – hopefully that's the revelation for him. I know it's great to go out and score 35, but what good is that if you, you know, if you don't win the game? Not saying he's a selfish player. I'm just saying I just think he needs to probably look a little less for a shot and try to get those guys going a little bit more. Yeah, and Denver just don't, you know, they don't have a whole lot of firepower. Joker played a subpar game for him. And if he doesn't play great, I mean, you know, I'm talking great, that team, you know, doesn't have any chance of really beating Portland. But he will play great, and that's why it's probably going to go seven games. Yep, I think it's going to go seven games as well. It's heading in that direction. You have It has that kind of feel. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that one works out because that's going to be very exciting. As the series switches over to Denver for game five, we will also get you updated on that on our Tuesday show after the Lakers game. But again, we will be back on Tuesday after the game, game five, hopefully after a Lakers win on game five on Tuesday. We'll see. We're pretty confident that the Lakers will get it back. Hoping the AD will get right, feel better, and get that jump shot going. And if he's going, I'm telling you what, I think it gives the Lakers every chance to win the game. But, Sean, any last thoughts before we head on out? Uh, absolutely, Gerald. Just wanted to give everybody a quick update. Uh, obviously, Vogel was asked after the game the biggest question, what's AD status? Not black and white. He was very gray about it. He wouldn't confirm whether or not he was receiving an MRI, which you would actually expect with a soft tissue injury. He's going to medically evaluate him and the injury will be reassessed tomorrow and the Lakers will give the world an update. Oh, it's going to be nervous time for Lakers fans over the next 48 hours, that's for sure. El Rob, any last thoughts before we head on out? You know, I want to give a shout out to Casal. He played, he fought in there today, so he should be acknowledged for, um, especially in the second half, his, uh, his fight at least gave the Lakers uh, a chance in the fourth quarter to make it respectable and, you know, maybe build some momentum going into game five. So good for him. I think AD will probably, Lakers probably will be pretty cautious with him. He'll probably sit game five and it'll be up to the Lakers to uh, to suck it up and, 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 and really focus without him. It can be done. It'll be very, very tough, but they can do it without AD. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, it's exciting. This is, in, this is playoff basketball. You never want to see anyone injured, but then you get to see the medal of the entire team. You get to see the medal of these other guys if AD can't go for a game or two. 
at this point, Laker Tom would come to you and say, Now, Rob, I think it's about time that Gasol gets back in the starting lineup ahead of Drummond. So that's, I think, what he would be saying right now. In fact, he probably was saying it at the party, wherever he was at, probably smashing dinner plates all over the place. And, you know, people were going freaking out because he already knew what the game was, even though he says he was going to watch it later. We all know the truth. Well, it's hard to argue with him if, you know, when when Drummond don't come out and give you anything. I mean, you know, he just was out there. So he's, he didn't make, he didn't impact the game because all at least impacted the game. I wouldn't argue with him, but you're going to need Drummond to give you something. And I think that's an advantage. The Lakers just haven't really taken advantage of, but if you want to sit him and, and play Casal and Harrell, hey, uh, go for it. Go for it. I just, you know, I I think uh, Andre's talent and energy, it can give you some. He still can grab some boards. I think the Lakers' defense is better with him in the game than than Mark. So it's going to trade off offense for defense maybe because Cam really, you know, really had, had his way with Casal on, on those. Cam. Cameron Payne? Yeah, yeah, he really. So, I mean, you give up something with that. But, hey, if Drummond didn't play well, so he's got to take the heat and he's got to hear that people talk about play Casal. That's on him. Maybe That's he'll be right. motivated to come out and, and bring more to the party next game. Lakers going to need it. This is his first time playing in a pressure playoff game. We'll see what we'll see how he responds. The series has now begun, and it will begin again, game five on Tuesday. So please make sure you're with us right here after the game. Lakers fast break. It is the Lakers once again falling to the Phoenix Suns in game four, 192. But we will be back on Tuesday night. To go ahead and make sure and get you a recap of the game, making sure hopefully it will be a win for the Lakers. Once again, thank you so much to Bree Marco and also as well V Garcia for giving us a thumbs up on Facebook at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Also as well, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com at Laker Tom on Twitter, because you know he probably needs the kind of help and support right now. And also don't forget these guys right here at Lakerholics.com. And of course, the great people at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. So please go ahead and support them today because Manscaped is now working with the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And for your best in men's hygiene, there's no better place to go than Manscaped. Bree Marco says, much love, guys. Lakers always. Much love indeed. Back to you, Bree Marco, out there. Much love to the Lakers. We will be back on Tuesday, hopefully to give more love to the Lakers. We know the Lakers are going to turn this around Game five, we're going to think positive again. Unlike what Laker Tom says about me with the glass half empty, I'm thinking half full this time. We're going to get this job done. Game five, hopefully AD will be okay. And even if not, the Lakers will manage to go ahead and find their way through. And we will be here Tuesday night after the game to talk about that and recap you on the rest of the NBA playoffs. And there's no better place to go for Lakers fans than right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.